0: Welcome to the review crew
1: with Fran and Emma. What's up, reviewers? It's your co-host Fran, toddler mom, millennial, Obeka, co-host of this podcast,
0: and it's Emma, the other co-host, uh, aspiring minimalist, New Yorker, uh, former lover of Christmas. Now the time has passed. <laughs> um. <laughs> valentine's
1: day is coming oh lover of love <laughs>
0: lover of love okay
1: the end oh yeah are we gonna have to do a valentine's day themed episode i feel like
0: that would be nice but it's also like we're already talking about things we love all the time
1: well so... yeah but um i don't know i feel like there's i don't know yeah we'll, a romance we'll, we'll a romance a romance yeah. episode that'd be nice yeah, that sounds fun. Okay. I'll I'll keep that in mind for the future. Uh, how are you? How are you today?
0: I feel great. I feel good.
1: Okay. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for asking. Basically, it's been a while. It's been a while since that's been your answer.
0: Yeah, exactly. The clouds parted on like Wednesday and the sun shone into my heart. And now oh. I'm fully like back to being a normal person. I feel Yay. like myself. I can walk. I can dance. I can skip. I can
1: play. Hell yeah! And it feels so good. Um, you can anyone sit, sit at a ninety degree angle without being in pain?
0: <laughs> exactly. If anyone's like a new listener at this point, it's because I'm recovering. I recovered from my um, egg retrieval, mm-hmm. and I anyone who's going through it. It took me about six days.
1: So God. there you go. Yeah. No fun. That's a long. That's a long amount of days. Thank you for saying that. It felt it felt long yeah fuck that I feel like six days is get basically anything beyond three days is where I start being like is this my life now like is (laughs) this just what's gonna be my world like that's how I felt whenever we when we had colds that were lingering like where I didn't feel better on day four I was like well this is my fucking life now I guess
0: yeah. And especially because I had felt super uncomfortable in the weeks leading up to the egg mm-hmm. retrieval I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to feel good again. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But no, now I feel great. Hooray. The there is,
1: there is. I, I was, was going to say there's gold at the end of the rainbow, but I'm like, that's not, that doesn't really make any sense for what we're talking about. There is. But there is. <laughs> but, and unfortunately, the rainbow is feeling extreme abdominal pain in this case
0: yeah and now I'm drinking Mm -hmm. full caffeine coffee which feels so good guys because there's Mm -hmm. no for for those IVF newbies there's no chance that I am pregnant currently because we're doing a frozen cycle Mm -hmm. um so some things are frozen and that's mm-hmm. exciting. We don't know really their status because um, mm-hmm. they're going through testing right now.
1: Yeah. Do you want to do? You, do we just want to jump into TTCC right now and you talk about it a little bit? Or sure. You yeah. To that?
0: Yeah. Let's do it. Um, should we do the theme song?
1: Yeah, we got to do the song. Okay.
0: <laughs> 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 okay. Oh one and two. <laughs>
1: If you wanna
0: see <laughs> if you can have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down. Oh, so good. Oh, it's so f- it's funny to me every time. It's really um. good. Okay, welcome. Welcome. First of all, trigger warning if anyone mm-hmm. doesn't want to hear egg retrieval numbers, because that can be very, very triggering. Go ahead and fast forward a minute. I'll keep mm-hmm. it quick. But basically for anyone curious, um, we were 25 eggs from our egg retrieval. I don't know if I mentioned this in our last EP.
1: I don't think 25 so. 25
0: is a lot of eggs, and that is perhaps contributing to why I was feeling so shitty afterwards for so long. Mm-hmm. I had a little bit of the OHSS, the ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome, so it was not feeling good. Yeah. Anyway, also I alluded to some disappointing news in our last ep because um, we got the call that only eight of those 25 eggs fertilized, which Mm -hmm. is a very low fertilization rate and might explain some of our troubles conceiving over the past year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, And then of those... We got one embryo on day five, which again, that was super scary to hear because I was hoping for more than one. Mm-hmm. And then on day six, we got three more of different mm-hmm. um, grades. So we have a total of four embryos that, that are frozen, being tested um, to see if they are, see if they have the right number of chromosomes and right. um, hopefully viable. So
1: that's the status. All right. That's
0: the status. I just that's wanted to get that out there.
1: How are you feeling? I felt like you were in a pit of despair for a little bit, but then you were sort of evening out and feeling like, "We're let's just see how this goes." How are you feeling in regards to that right now?
0: I feel pretty good right now. I think the I think I just was really surprised getting the call on day five that we had one embryo. I feel like yeah. that was like very very shocking. So mm-hmm. that was my lowest point, I feel Mm -hmm. like, because I was also still feeling like, you know, still recovering and I was just like, I can't do this again. Like I cannot do another egg retrieval Mm -hmm. anytime soon.
1: Mm -hmm. Reasonable. Um,
0: Yeah. And also it was just so shocking. Like I was thinking, we're young, like we're gonna have such good results. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm like kind of pessimistic by nature, Mm -hmm. um was still feeling really hopeful. So I don't know. But then the day six was like a little bit better. And so
1: we'll see what happens we'll see what happens all right yeah one day at a time not much yeah because you aren't gonna hear back for a bit about the chromosomes right so it's just sort of like not much to do at this moment besides drink your highly caffeinated coffee and enjoy feeling like a human again
0: exactly exactly i can kind of let loose a little and party a little
1: yeah party get wasted like the last (laughs) nope all right well I mean, I don't really recommend it. You do feel like shit afterwards. Um, <laughs> but enjoy your caffeinated coffee, at least, and moving freely. Thank you very
0: much. Mm-hmm. I went to um Hot Pitch Dance class on Friday night. Oh, That's hell yeah. Very exciting, although it wasn't my normal instructor. Back to last week's, last week's app where we were talking about... um. How everyone needs to stay completely the same and Mm -hmm. have utter stability. Yes, we Um, need complete stability. Yes, we did not have complete stability. We had a new instructor, and that was very off-putting to me. Yeah, that's (laughs)
1: offensive. Were they they all okay, though?
0: They were not the same as Julius. Julius was amazing. This person, not the same. But still glad I got some movement.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Overall, a good experience, despite it not being, like, the perfect 10 that Julius could have brought. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we can't all be Julius, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Am I leaving? Am I leaving anything out of the TTCC that you that I should share with the crew? That's good uh, That's
1: on. That's on you, Boo Boo. I don't know. <laughs> um. I mean, if you think it's like we can always come back, we can always take a little walk right back.
0: That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. All right. Well, the
1: end. How's motherhood? motherhood um yeah i mean okay I'll, let's just jump right into the motherhood minute um what time is it what time <laughs> is that it's time for the um so i wanted to give a little weaning update because as our reviewers may remember from i don't know if you just heard sylvia just came up to the door and yelled at it <laughs> the room that i um <laughs> But well, the reviewers may remember from our New Year's episode that breastfeeding was zero and getting full night's sleep was going to be a 10. Yeah. Um, so we are now two weeks, two weeks, two weeks into weaning, I think. Nice. Yeah, fully. Yeah, this is I think it was like yeah, almost exactly two weeks. We we're almost there um, of not breastfeeding Sylvia. Um, and so far I would rate the experience overall. It's like, it's going to slowly, uh, I don't even know how to rate it. I need to rate things individually. Okay. The first week, the beginning part where she's just crying in the other room and I wake up, I'm sleeping in the other room to like be able to wean her. Um, so Steven's just dealing with her so those first few nights were just hearing her wake up in the middle of the night and scream for 10 minutes and I'm just lying in bed in the other room awake also crying because I'm like Aww. so sad because I'm like not breastfeeding her and I know that that's what she wants so that's why she's so upset. So those that was like those wake ups were like zero one out of 10 mm-hmm. um, very hard to hold strong very hard to wean at that time because you just are like I could fix this I could fix this I could just go and nurse her and she would be fine. Um, but also knowing that that is not what I want to do. Um, so that was hard. And then, uh, after that, if I feel like we, then I came back into sleeping in the bed after like, I think I spent three nights sleeping in the room. Um, and on the third night, she just totally slept through the night and like, didn't wake up at all. Oh, I was wow. a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I didn't wake up at all. Steven didn't wake up. She slept through the night. It was great. Um, so that was, was like okay now I'm gonna come back and sleep in bed with you guys and then of course she needs to like wake up in the middle of the night and so then the next couple nights after I got back into bed with them because the, now she's like okay mom's back breastfeeding is back on like we're back mm-hmm. on and I'm like <laughs> unfortunately no and then as I try and rock her to sleep she's just like this is bullshit because I know <laughs> I know what's possible so like it's like getting like more angry
0: yeah. um
1: so you know it's like on the day one and two, I'm, like, holding strong because, and like, even though I'm hearing her crying in the middle of the night and just, like, but I'm, like, I know this is for the best. And then I get back into bed and then she, I'm, like, okay, I'm not breastfeeding her and I'm also not sleeping through the night, which is, like, the whole goal, <laughs> like, the whole reason. And this is actually worse because I have to, like, get up and bounce her um, and listen to her scream for longer than if I were just nursing her. And there was part of me that's just, like, this is not good. So those were, like, that was, like, again... One one out of ten, two out of ten maximum, just because I knew we were trying to build something and this would happen. Um, and then uh, but then since then, uh she hasn't necessarily slept through the night every night, but most nights has slept through the night. maybe waking up once. She did a couple days ago decide to wake up at um two forty on a day that I worked, which <laughs> means i I set my my first alarm for three forty five. Um, she woke up at two 40. I checked my phone and then just was like, pop baby, uh,
0: out. Cool. Oh. She's like, let me say all my words.
1: Yeah. Just saying all her words. And then like climbing, like basically climbing over me to get off the bed, looking at her books, climbing like in the dark, like she can't fucking see anything, but she's grabbing the books that are there and flipping through them. Then climbing back up on the bed over me again, then resting her head on my belly. Then lifting up my shirt, resting her head on my belly again. Then sort of re-nuzzling and trying to get comfortable over and over again. And I'm just letting this happen so like maybe she'll fall asleep. And then she's like, no, I'm going to get up and talk for a little longer. And then I'm going to go down. Just did that for a fucking full hour.
0: And then I was like, well,
1: it's time for me to get up for work now. So I just got (laughs) to wake up for work an hour early. (laughs) That Um, sucks. And then she still, I heard her like doing the same thing to Steven basically for the next like, 40 minutes as I was like getting ready for work and then she finally went to sleep um so that was really unpleasant but largely her sleep has been way better she been sleeping through the night more um and I'm sleeping better and that is a fucking 10 out of 10.
0: That's amazing I'm so glad that you're sleeping better
1: yeah although okay also though I do want to review so I tapered off on the breastfeeding because basically I stopped I sort of slowly stopped feeding her during the day starting when she was one I like it mm-hmm. changed jobs I like didn't really want to keep doing it um so I slowly tapered off day feeding her around when she was one so we've only been doing nighttime feedings and then she sort of naturally as she's getting older except for one times where she's been getting teeth which that is horrible and she wakes me up constantly to nurse but aside from the teeth times she was pretty much tapering off on her own and was only waking me up usually once or twice a night um Sometimes more if she wasn't feeling well. Um, so I was already not nursing very much. So I know some people when they wean, their, like, boobs get super engorged and really painful. Mm-hmm. And so I experienced no- none of that until day eight, which is super huh. weird to me. I experienced nothing. And then day eight, I had a fucking milk clog, clogged duct in my boob on my – I basically, like, I didn't realize this until I feel like and didn't realize the extremeness of it until I started breastfeeding which is just like one side is like rare and to go and the other side was like very little of just like and that's just mm. how it was forever like one boob was just like full of milk at all times the other one was just like Meh. I'll give you a little <laughs> dribble like interesting very and that's like that was true for my sister too um a very common I didn't realize that that would just like happen um but anyway so the side that likes to make milk for a million children um <laughs> the one that was ready for quadruplets uh would decided to get a clog in it on fucking day eight like it took eight days of no breastfeeding and then suddenly it was like a painful um like bruised lump hard feeling in my boob. Uh, uh. but I was immediately terrified of mastitis because I did have mastitis a year ago um, which was horrible. It was like a horrible ordeal where they also prescribed me two different antibiotics I ended up being allergic to before they found the right antibiotics. So I was just oh. like having painful boobs and then breaking out in hives for about two weeks the before worst. it was gone. Which I kept having to remind myself when I was fearing my stinus like that that is not what would happen if I did get it again. Because like now we know the antibiotic that works for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, God. And like I would not break out in full body hives probably. Um, but anyways, um, did not get mastitis, just took a shower and fucking blasted it, blasted it in the hot water. That was my favorite way to deal with, uh, clogged milk ducts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but then, yeah, basically after a couple days that went away, like after a day it felt better and then it was totally gone in a couple days and I haven't had any issues since then. Um, Oof. but clogged milk ducts, zero out of 10. So I would say the weaning experience, it's a lot of zeros, but also ultimately, a lot of tens of just like, cool, my body's back. But also, nice. but also, and I will give an update on this. So I was Googling like, when do your boobs fully deflate post breastfeeding? <laughs> um, and they were saying, I think it can take like three months after you wean to totally um, for that to be like now what your boobs are like. Because I actually also yesterday I was like getting into the shower and I'm like, why is my shirt a little bit wet? Like when I was getting undressed and I'm like, oh, my boob is just like leaking some milk. And I'm like, what are you doing? Again, this is the overproducing boob. I'm just like, stop. We don't we're not doing this anymore. (laughs) Um. So I'll give you guys an update on three months from now when my boobs are two deflated triangles hanging on my chest. Really not looking forward to that. Um, So, if anyone has any, like, cool postpartum, like, bra recommendations to not just have two flaps on my body. um, I feel like they're they're going to look great. I'm not worried for you. I'm not worried, but I am accepting that they will be two doxineers um, hanging off of my body. I want to see for myself. Well, I'll show you. I'll show you. <laughs> Next time we <laughs> give me three months time. <laughs> That'll Wait. be our, our Instagram <laughs> post. <laughs>
0: I have um two thoughts for you. First, mm-hmm. can okay, can you write can you write the pain of a clogged duck on a scale of one to ten? Like ten being excruciating. What what's the pain of a clogged? Oh, duck?
1: Mm, uh it's not that bad. It feels like a it feels like a it it depends how bad it is like so these ones were not that bad I definitely had them worse earlier on when my boobs were a lot more sore and when my milk was first coming in that's when you mm-hmm. normally like get them mm-hmm. or you can get a lot of them is like when your milk's first coming in and then as you make big changes like doing weaning and stuff um and I would say the pain is like a four or five because it just – it feels like a bruise. It feels like a okay. bruise. Okay. But when you have a little baby that just like constantly mm. kicks you in the chest over and over again or is punching you and trying to – every time you're on the floor trying to stand on you and crawl upon you, it's just like, oh, I'm just being punched in this bruise
0: mm. constantly.
1: <laughs> so that is, brings it up to more of a six, seven. But it, it's not it's not super painful.
0: And then what about mastitis? What's the pain level?
1: Mm, that one was a lot worse that's probably more like I'm trying to remember because you know it's like it's hard to remember what it's like it is and I'm also so wrapped up in my experience of mastitis which was having full body hives for two weeks which had to do with the antibiotics not the mastitis so it's like that was really what stuck out to me was being like, Am I gonna die? Because my yeah. whole face is swelling up and hot. So scary. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's really fucking terrible. Dude, and I remember, so I like when I first was breaking out in hives and I like called the back, I called Kaiser back like this one a couple days after I started antibiotics. And I was like, I feel really hot. I'm breaking out in hives. Is this because of the mastitis? Like this antibiotic's not working? Or like is something else going on? And then I remember the advice nurse being like, well, we can get you an appointment next week. And I'm like, I have full body hives. Like, what? <laughs> How is there oh, no God. appointments? And I had to drive to um, Fairfield, which is like a 20 minute drive, because that was the only available appointment that was the same day. Um, Jesus. And I was just like, why did you not present that first to me? Like, did this not sound important to you? And then they were like, yeah, you like are definitely allergic to antibiotics right now. Whatever. Anyways, um, but so the pain of mastitis, it's, like, really painful when, like, my mastitis was actually, like, fairly mild, and part of me is, like, I should have just done fucking some herbal remedies or some bullshit because the antibiotics thing was so horrible, but that probably wouldn't have worked. Um, I, I feel like that's more like a 7 or 8 because it just, like, hurts. It's swollen. It's, like, the same bruise pain, but then every time you nurse, it, like, is, like, a burning, stinging pain as they breastfeed and because it's like often like you need to like clear the infection you need to clear the milk out as much as possible so you need to breastfeed more like that like the uh, one of parts of the treatment is like you need to take antibiotics for the infection but you need to be breastfeeding a lot on that side like make sure that you're favoring that side making sure that your baby's. and if you're not if your baby's not going to like feed a lot more you need to be pumping from that side a lot and it's really painful to do that so it's like I don't know how much the it's not like the pain The pain is win makes you wince, I would say. It's not Mm. necessarily like the most excruciating pain in the world, but it it fucking hurts. And then but like the part of the treatment is to just do the thing that hurts the most as much as possible. Like I feel Mm. like that's just like a cruel joke. Yeah, like bumps it up. Yeah, it's fucking bad.
0: Oof. And then the last thing I was gonna say is um I heard this analogy once of like your baby thinks of you as like basically like a 24-7 like soft serve machine <laughs> and I can't ever unthink that now that's like yep. my image of breastfeeding <laughs>
1: yeah that's pretty much what it is that's pretty much what it is
0: that's great mm-hmm. all right well I'm, yeah I'm glad it's on the up and up It sounds. it is
1: like. yeah yeah it is I feel I feel good about the decision to do it um Sylvia still likes to get if I'm the one putting her down to bed likes to give me an extra hard time which I think is a part <laughs> because I'm not nursing her but like she doesn't freak out at bedtime anymore because that was that was actually the other hard thing was that um like it was our bedtime routine was like we would brush her teeth and she would nurse and then she would go to sleep so mm-hmm. we were disrupting that routine so we would brush her teeth and now we're doing we do three books that we read and then she gets Two. rocked to sleep but that moment of finishing or brushing her teeth in the first few days she would immediately sit up and try and come over to me and I'd be like we're reading books now and she would just start bawling and it oh. was like horrible um she's but sad. now she's like settled into her new routine and it's like fine nice okay good mm-hmm. yes it's all it's all good <sighs>
0: Well, would you like to change gears entirely?
1: I would love to,
0: because I heard you watch the menu, and I need your full <laughs> yes, review. Yes, yes.
1: Okay. Well, I was thinking. I was thinking. Um. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was thinking something, <laughs> and then my brain stopped, so that went away. <laughs> um. Okay. So I liked it. I liked it. Um. Damn it! It definitely <laughs> was. It was just like it was silly. It was a yeah, silly was, romp, is silly. how I would describe it. It's like it's definitely, like yeah said black comedy i would describe it as like just a comedy um the dark part is just that there's a lot of like death murder suey as i like to call it (laughs) um in it so like if you don't want to um see like fake blood and death and people being killed and killing themselves then don't watch it but like it's not like like the sense of humor isn't I mean, it sounds weird to say that that's not dark, but it's like, I feel like when I hear black comedy, I feel like a lot of things get marketed as black comedies that are actually just dramas, but like have Mm -hmm. some absurd moments or something. And like, I always get pissed off. I'm like, this isn't a comedy at all. Whereas this was marketed as a black comedy and it's fully just like a silly comedy.
0: Okay. But here's my question, because I feel like we had the same sense of humor and I agree it was a silly romp. Um, Were there part, like. I don't think at any point
1: did I actually
0: laugh so like what parts what parts made you laugh
1: so I don't want to go I don't know how much too spoily to get but um I laughed I I laughed at a few points um I really do think that part of it is like what makes it funny is experiencing the food industry in the way that I have and Mm -hmm. I don't know if it would be as funny to someone that hasn't worked in food um like I really I thought I really enjoyed the whole scene of uh, Man's Folly, that uh, that course. Do you I'm trying to think. Is it's with the, the r- lady, the lady chefs, uh, the lady chefs course. Oh, yeah. But I was um, also
0: confused by that because I feel like there was a lot of running and then they just came back.
1: Um, so yeah. That didn't really make sense to me as a as a game. I mean it's just it's just part of the it's part of the theater part of the theater. I don't know. I mean I felt like it was just sort of like a I mean that's man's folly is the, they're trying to get away and they just fucking can't and they're just fucking stupid. I don't know. Um but I thought that whole that whole bit to me was very funny. That was probably my the funniest some I think maybe the funnier lines to me were in that or that was the funnier setup. Um I thought it was funny um the death of um the part where they're in the chef's house uh the murder that happens there i'm trying to like say stuff without oh, like, yeah, saying yeah too much that's um yeah i thought that that part was kind of funny um we can talk more about it off air where i'm not worried <laughs> okay. about spoiling it Um, But yeah, I just thought it was, I thought it was entertaining. Like, I feel like it's interesting though. Like I definitely don't think this is the amazing movie that um, my head chef thought it was. Right. Um, It's like, it's not that deep. I don't, well, I mean, I don't think it's supposed to be deep. Like I don't, I don't think he thought it was deep. He just thought it was, he thought it was really funny because he enjoys, like, I feel like I have not worked in the food industry long enough and I never worked in the fine dining world to like have like, 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 cause like there is just this thing of just like the customers are what make you have a job and you also just fucking hate your customers. And I'm not fully there yet. I don't have that. I mean, one, I don't think I have that personality as much, but also I'm not as in it as like my head chef has been and is Mm -hmm. um, because that's a real fucking thing. And so I feel like it's very satisfying for him because it's like the customers like the in the movie like i'm totally with you and that like yeah they're all just like caricatures and like some of them aren't even like a character of anything they're just kind of there and i'm like mm-hmm. they should have done a little bit more like i feel like each person in that room should have had just like a little more into them um, it was just
0: so many clichés one after another including the ending huge cliché and or like trope or whatever. I don't know. I'm just like I've heard all of these things before. Like, why can't you say one original thing? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Especially the ending. What did you did, you went on to spoil the ending, but did you like the ending? Did you think it was a trope? I thought it was
1: funny. I thought it was funny. But haven't you, know, you heard that before? I heard of like
0: I just want a blank.
1: Oh, um, I I mean, I thought it was silly. I didn't think it was like uh it didn't like yeah like her in general and her little that that whole interaction was a little bit yeah that was a little bit cringy like that whole conversation they had I felt like watching that as I was just like no one talks like this and like this is a little too much um but the ending ending I liked um and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it just wasn't—it wasn't that bad. I think also it helps that like because I had heard such good things about it, and then you were so disappointed, didn't like it at all. I feel like it helped that I wasn't expecting a lot from the movie at this point. Yeah, um, I did think it because then I was looking at reviews. So I'm like, what do other people think about this? um since I've heard mixed things and like I mostly was reading very positive reviews online but I did read someone who's talking about like this crazy twist ending and I'm like (laughs) it very much does not read as a twist ending like there's nothing there's nothing particularly unexpected about the ending it was just funny like I just I just straight up think this is a funny this is a funny movie so like I think you rated it a six out of ten I would rate it a seven out of ten Nice. Um, but the six is like like I definitely I'm never going to watch this again it's yeah. <laughs> there's no rewatch value in this movie at all Um, but I enjoy making fun of food culture I enjoy making fun of people who I enjoy making fun of rich people like it's playing to things that I like already which is mocking yeah. rich people mocking food people mocking chefs that's actually okay this is the most interesting thing to me is I want to talk I'm trying to figure out how I can ask questions about this to the head chef who loves it loves mm-hmm. this movie, Um, to get to like, I'm not sure, I'm like, I don't know if the head chef is aware that he's also being made fun of in this movie. Because like, they're definitely also making fun of the people that work in food That's as the much thing. as the customers.
0: And I was like, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, there's really no person to root for in this. I guess Anya Taylor Joy you're supposed to be rooting for, but I'm like, the customers are all obviously cliches and they're bad people. And then, like, the chef's a bad person and all the people working for him are, like, literally murdering people. And so, like, you're not rooting for them. And I'm, like, who am I – who am I supposed to sympathize with? I guess Anya. But I didn't – Yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
1: but she wasn't really enough to, like, really yeah. sympathize with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also like, yeah, and like, that's, that's why I feel like it doesn't have any sort of rewatch value. Like it's not Yeah, it's not a particularly deep movie. It's just sort of like making fun of the absurdity of fine dining is I guess, I think, yeah. the whole thing. It's like, this is a movie that is just about like, isn't it insane and absurd that this is a cultural phenomenon that people like, get so precious about and spend so much money on. And, like, why do we even have this thing? Which is just a thing that I think about regularly is, like, the absurdity of fine dining, the absurdity of, honestly, of food in general and expensive food and how we deal with the food industry. And I don't know. So, like, yeah, it's just, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. There isn't really someone to root for. Like, the main character you sort of do, but she's not really, like, she's not particularly likable or like yeah. deep either. <laughs>
0: You know what, speaking of movies in which people get on a boat and go to a remote island, Mm -hmm. I very much enjoyed um, Knives Out Glass Onion. I didn't review that on the pod yet, but that movie is on Netflix, I believe, and it's just super good. I thought it was really well done, great story, very enjoyable, funny, definitely funny, definitely surprising,
1: Um, so I recommend Knives Out Glass Onion. Have you seen it? I have not. I saw the first Knives Out, and I heard that the second one was a little bit, like, sillier, actually, speaking of, like, comedies that are just silly, like, that this one is just, like, more everything is a joke than in the first one, hmm. um, but that it was really good. Like, not that necessarily in a bad way, but just that it was yeah. kind of a different tone than the first one.
0: I feel like I liked it more than the first one. I don't know, though. I had a totally different experience because the first one we saw in theaters and the second one we saw at home. Hmm. But the first one, I think I was a little bit confused as to why it was getting so much praise. Like, I got that it was like a fine movie, but I, I didn't get like why people were like, this is incredible, best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I was like, this is very clever. It's very clever. And it's got your girl that you love.
1: Who's my girl? Janelle like- Monet. Oh, Janelle Monet. Yeah, I do. I do love her. I do love her. Even though I like, honestly, like don't like a huge amount of her music but her music that i do like i love and i love her whole um i love how sci-fi she is it's the best nice yeah her whole robot theme it's so good the androids gotta love it dude she's great gotta Um, love it yeah i definitely i definitely do want to watch that at some point i don't know when i'll get to it yeah that's fun that's a fun murder mystery um, but speaking of speaking of pop culture, I feel like we've really found ourselves in the in the pop culture palace here. Oh, we have. Um, but to take us out of the theater and into sort of like the the I'm like, what is the word I'm thinking? I was like, I was gonna say into the discotheque, which I'll just continue to call it because um, I want to talk about music. <laughs> um, I wanted to rate. Um, or oh, wait, did you give a rating to the Glass Onion? Knives
0: Out, of Glass Onion. I'm giving you an eight out of ten. I think it's very enjoyable, very entertaining. Why is it called glass onion? Isn't that like a Beatles song? It is like some kind of thing. I don't
1: know, but it's um there's a building that's like mm. a glass onion. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right. I'm like I don't know like if like because I know it's a Beatles song, but I'm like is that a phrase that means something and that's why it's also a Beatles song or it is that might like? Be? Just... But I don't I know the meaning. Hmm. I don't know. Tell me about layers. But made yeah. Of glass. <laughs> I'll <Google> that later. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. Okay. Anyways, all right. We're in the discotheque. Um, so I wanted to rate um, my own personal nostalgia for late 2000s and 2010s music, mm-hmm. um, which I rate as like a, mm, I think it's like a four out of 10. So basically I was listening to, I was listening to some Spotify fucking playlist. I think I was listening to like, oh fuck, what was it? Uh, I was listening, basically it was playing, it was playing like Andrew Bird. It was playing Hot Oh, shit. I love Andrew It was Bird. playing... All those different things. And so then this song comes on that I've never actually heard before. There's apparently a cover, I looked it up, um, that came out in, like, I feel like the mid-2000s. And it's called Heart It Races by Architecture. Oh, I know it. Architecture and Helsinki. Yeah, and it he goes, Heart It Races. <laughs> like, it's, like, the most... Like I'm listening to it and I'm like, wow, this is like objectively a zero out of 10. So annoying. But also right now, I'm like, this is a 10 out of 10 for me because of my nostalgia for like that style of annoying fucking music. And I just like, it's so nostalgic for me. It's so of that time. It's similar to the other music I was listening to. And I just really liked it. But it's like, it's so fucking annoying. It's so annoying. That's so funny,
0: too, because I actually think there's two versions of that song. I think the one you were referencing is the original, and then Dr. Dog does, like, another version of, it, like, a cover. I thought Dr. Dog was the originator. Oh, I thought you said
1: Architecture in Helsinki. Yeah, I thought they did the cover. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. I like the I don't Dr. Know. Dog I don't version. Remember. I like the Dr. Dog version. Yeah, uh, Dr. Dog, I, so I haven't heard that version, but Dr. Dog is not as annoying to listen to. This Architecture in Helsinki, it was, like, so fucking annoying. <laughs> But yeah, but I just liked it and I'm just like so I don't I don't know how to rate having an annoying taste in music which I do. But like when I'm aware of it and I'm like that's probably like a 3 or 4 out of 10 because I'm still enjoying myself but I'm like I can't fucking play this around other people cuz I'm aware this is annoying. Um but this also brought up for me of basically like oh wow. Like of basically like the knowledge that like Sylvia's going to grow up in whatever and like whatever music is popular in her time that's gonna be so fucking annoying to me and she's just gonna love it and i'm gonna be having to hear it and like that's like a two out of ten is like me having to hear whatever annoying ass music is trending when Sylvia's 17 and like i'm gonna have to be fucking listening to that in the house and just accepting it because like yeah that's just what it is
0: dude what's it gonna be like i'm so
1: interested i can't dude, even, I even imagine. Know. I don't even know what music is like now. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Don't listen to anything. Oh, yeah. Do you have any any more pop culture? I have, like, one other pop culture thing. But if you have one, you should go. I have one other. Okay, so
0: shout out again to my friend Ned. I feel like Mm -hmm. I shout out Ned too many times on this podcast. Oh, go Ned. Go Ned. But he reviews all of these um, albums like at the end of the year, like goes mm-hmm. through like basically on Insta stories, like a billion albums and like just mm-hmm. like all, I think only the ones that he like likes, mm-hmm. but whatever, really helpful to like get new ideas for like what to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, So I started listening to Pink Pantheris. Mm-hmm. I think is how you pronounce it. But anyway, she seems really cool. Kind of like a Charlie XCX vibe in that it's like electro-y fun
1: mm-hmm. beats. The, n- the name sounds familiar I feel like it came up on a Spotify playlist for me recently and she's British I believe which I love yeah I feel we like to get into
0: it She's Ra-ish. so mm-hmm. um, I'm enjoying that very much so thanks for the rec um, and uh, I would also you rate? I wreck it well I've only really listened to like three songs like her newest like EP or whatever mm-hmm. um, but I enjoyed it a lot
1: I give it an 8.5 nice yeah um okay well speaking of um female british artists let me real quick a moment in marriage i want to do this related to music um i wanted to rate um steven's love of weird women artists um which honestly i rate i'm gonna rate it as a nine out of 10 what gets a detraction is that sometimes it's too weird for me and i don't want to fucking hear it it's too about. weird thank you sometimes it's <laughs> too weird steven sometimes it's too <laughs> weird but i mean largely i think largely it's not which is why it's still rated so high perhaps for you it is too but, weird for me but anyway steven's gotten into a lot in this last year um and that has gotten me into in a mild way i'm only just sort of starting to listen to, them, to dry cleaning Um, and it's basically like, she's like the singer, like it's this band. I don't know. It's just like, I don't even know how to fucking describe it. It's just like this rock music, whatever they're playing their music. And then she does this kind of like. I'm just talking over the thing and it's kind of a hate random poem that I'm saying of little clips of things that I've heard on the news okay. uh, and people are just going by and things are happening. <laughs> I literally hate that. <laughs> yeah, it's um, Stephen. They're going to actually be in San Francisco. Steven's definitely going to go see them in a couple weeks, I think. Um, and I might go if we can get a babysitter, but I'm not, like, dedicated enough that I really care about going. Um, but if you'll try out dry cleaning, I would rate them as, like, for Steven, it's a 10 out of 10. For me, probably, like, a 7 or 8 at this point. It is kind of fun to have in the background. She's got, like, she does have, like, a very good, like, a good droney-type voice. It's fun to listen to. Um... It's not like super pumping you up or anything, though. And I've pretty much just been in a pump it up jam kind of mode lately. Yeah, I love that. Um, but yeah, but anyways, but to go back to rating Steven's love of weird women, I just want to talk about that a little bit more because I'm like Steven's favorite, like because Steven listens to all sorts of music. But I feel like the music that he like, like at least some of the musicians that he's like really really gotten into like his favorite favorite are all these like weirdo women which I kind of love like he's a huge Kate Bush fan a huge Bjork fan these days big Kate LeBon fan now dry cleaning Um, I'm like am I missing someone I feel like those are like the major the major weird ladies that he's into Um, and I do really like this about Steven and like even when I don't want to be listening to Bjork's weirdest music I just like can't do it um i like that he is really into very odd female artists that do experimental stuff i like that he listens to a lot of female centered music um okay i think it's one of his better
0: qualities i honestly can relate to this a lot actually because as you know adrian is a huge bjork fan like Mm -hmm. the og original biggest he is the bjorkina But I also always found that very, very, very cool. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that was when, you know, when we were first dating. I was like, Mm -hmm. "He's this guy's really into Bjork. That's, like, extremely cool. So Mm -hmm. I do – I get where you're coming from. I feel like of the women you listed, really only Bjork. Bjork kind of stands alone as, like, the coolest of them. Dude, you don't even know.
1: You (laughs) don't even know. You never give the other ones a
0: shot. Well, my impression of Steven is, like, he hears a song and is like, this sounds – too mainstream i don't like it and then he hears a song and he's like this is weird enough for me to enjoy (laughs) like it's acceptable
1: because it's weird i don't think so i feel like probably when we were in high school there was a little bit of that happening i feel like probably like also for me but i don't think that's true at all steven like like i mean if you think like kate bush is a pop star like she makes pop music and like a lot of her music like she's a super weirdo pop star but her music is fucking pop And Stephen can get down with a good pop song. Um, Mm, I'll believe when I see it. Well, listen to fucking any Kate Bush then. Oh, I know (laughs) running up that hill. I know running up
0: that hill, girl. I know,
1: but yeah, literally everyone does. (laughs) (laughs) We all saw the Stranger Things episode, but uh, genuinely, though, that song is a 10 out of 10. That song's so good. It's
0: a good song. It's a good song for sure. That whole album,
1: that that whole album, well, okay, the whole first half of that album fucking slaps so good. Second half of the album gets very weird, and sometimes I'll listen to the whole thing, but a lot of the time she gets, like, she starts doing like a crazy witch voice, and I like it's a little intense for me. Um, but yeah, no, she's she's great, but yeah, definitely. Of like that is a great thing about Adrian, and I feel like just makes me feel more comfortable to sort of be doing whatever I want like knowing how much Steven values this like weird art music by (laughs) women is like it's a very comforting fact to me that I feel like is just sort of like not a direct encouragement to me for me to be doing anything but it is just like a nice like it is a nice it is a nice thing like I was just thinking about like uh, just like different men I have met who just like don't (laughs) listen to any female artists at all and don't yeah. care about what any women have to say in general, and then just like follow uh models on Instagram. And I'm just like, I'm just really glad that Steven's not like that. Yeah,
0: thank God for that, dude. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, yeah, because I'm just trying to be a weirdo over here,
0: you know. I'm also, I'm not trying to be a weirdo, but I just am by nature. <laughs> but unfortunately, that's the reality. <laughs> Oh, <sighs> speaking of which, guy dude, wait, I tell you a story about me being weird. Oh, I would love that. Um, not that weird. I will preface. I realize uh-huh. this is not that weird. But um, <clears throat> yesterday we were hanging out with friends. We went to like meet up with friends for a friend's birthday. <clears throat> uh-huh. Super nice. We went out to lunch and then we were like walking around lower Manhattan, like finding a place to hang out. We ended up like trying a different, a couple of different bar type places and whatever, just hanging out. Uh-huh. So as we're walking to like the final bar that we end up hanging out with, we pass by Seas Candy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you of all people know of my love for seas Candy. Dude, it's C's. so good. It's so good and there's only like one location in New York City. like mm-hmm. It's truly a rarity out here. Um, and we just happened to walk by it and I was just like, oh my god, like I want that. Mm-hmm. And so I take a note of the time that the Seas Candy closed. I'm like, okay, closed at 7pm. Right now it's like 5 like." good to know whatever so then we're like hanging out at the bar we're having a good time and <laughs> it gets to like six forty-five, and i'm like adrian i just need to go and get a box of C's candy <laughs> so i like just very subtly just like leave with like my coat and purse <laughs> and go to C's and get a box of chocolate oh, and then yeah. come back now i'm here again
1: no dude that's not weird that's a fucking perfect 10 that's such a that's a baller move that's baller that's how i describe that it was honestly very fun, and
0: I'm very glad I did it because it's delicious.
1: Yeah, dude. Did you share your chocolates, or did you save them for later?
0: No, dude. See, this is the thing about me being weird. <clears throat> I was like, this needs to be a secret. Like, I didn't say anything to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we are in the weird zone, and we are in the weird zone,
1: which I love. I love, I love that.
0: But then when I came back, um Adrian had actually because people were like, Wait, where did I go? <laughs> so he had told them. <laughs> so then everybody knew.
1: But you uh, didn't share. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I respect that. That wasn't the vibe.
0: <laughs> that wasn't my vibe.
1: Yeah. Um that's so fucking funny, dude. I love that. That's you're the greatest person I know. I love it. Was- <laughs> I feel like we have similar values, which I love.
0: (laughs) Also, um, at that same bar, it was actually really funny. We were talking about, like, we were sharing, like, middle school stories. Because, like, I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, a middle school teacher whatever. And I was telling people how, when I was in middle school, I would sometimes kick boys in the balls as, like, a joke. (laughs) (laughs) You remember this? Yeah, it was a classic middle school move. Yeah, I didn't start it. It was this other girl. But Mm -hmm. I also would do it. And so, but then this, like, older group of, like, probably... People in their, like, late 40s, early 50s, I would say maybe 50s, whatever. Um, They were sitting at the same table as us at the other end, and they overheard this story about kicking boys in the balls. And this man just, like, thought that that was the most amazing, like, horrible story ever. They kept talking about it. They kept, like, talking to us and being like, which one (laughs) of you kicked the boys in the balls? Oh, Oh my God. Like, made it a really
1: big thing. i'm like maybe it's like generationally where they just liked it was that not a thing because i feel like that was just like like it's not like you were the only girl doing that in middle school i feel like that was extremely normal i feel Thank like you. i do like i didn't do that that much but like committing a violence upon people you liked was basically the only way to communicate that you liked them in middle school
0: exactly, exactly. Yeah. but of the, of the group of friends that i was like telling the story to none of them that I, everyone was like oh wow weird
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know it just sounds extremely normal to me but maybe that's it why a, we were friends it was the culture at our middle school it was the culture i feel like it's the culture everywhere to just kind of like beat beat people um yeah middle school it's a shitty time it's a shitty time it is oh that's hella funny i hate when i tell a story that i think is going to be really relatable and then it turns out everyone thinks i'm a psycho (laughs) (laughs) okay speaking of um feeling like a psycho i have a really i have gross stories to share oh yeah can i go into something nasty so trigger warning nasty Nasty. ahead okay i want to review when you have a bad smell literally right up your nose zero (laughs) out of ten and I have two stories I have two (laughs) stories related to this that are both one of them is a one out of ten and one of them is a zero out of ten we'll start with the one out of ten which was some months ago but the the zero happening recently made me think about it um okay so like um this is a story I intended to share on the pod and I don't think I ever did so please interrupt me if it turns out I actually had (laughs) shared this um I definitely shared it with you Um, so when my sister babysat, uh, my nephew, they would, with my nephew, they would often like play Play Play-Doh, um, Mm -hmm. him and Sylvia at the table. And like, they were always mixing all the colors. So a lot of the Play-Doh is like this, like dark purpley brown color now because Mm -hmm. it's just been mixed up. So one day they had like had a real good time of it. I kept finding Play-Doh like all over the house, but I think I had gathered (laughs) it up. That was like the evening sylvia and steven are like sitting on the bed i think we're getting sylvia like in her pajamas or something and i see what i think is like a ball of play-doh on our bed (laughs) and i'm just like talking to steven and i like pick it up in my hand i'm like i fucking found play-doh and i'm straight up like and i'm like about to like squish it in my fingers you know just like playing with it because it's like (laughs) play-doh um and then i'm just like what if it's poop like I just have that thought in my head for a second like <laughs> what if this is poop and I'm like it's definitely play-doh but I'm just gonna like smell it real quick just to like make sure this isn't like something else and I'm but I'm like I'm so sure that it's play-doh because it looks just like the play-doh <laughs> that I've been cleaning up all day <laughs> and so I just straight up take this small ball and I put it straight up to my nose and I just take a normal just just a quick sniff <laughs> no and it straight up is shit it's just is a poop <laughs> it is actually is poop <laughs> That's horrible. (laughs) So I'm like admits, like like talking to Steve when he's talking to me. And I'm just like, whoa. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, this is poop that I just smelled in my face. (laughs) Um, and we both start laughing and we're also just like, what the fuck? And I went and like put it in the trash can and washed my hands, but like and like searched the bed for more poop, but that was it. So we think it happened because we just changed Sylvia on our bed. We have like a little cloth. Changing pad that we put down under her butt and we change her. And she had been kind of like constipated recently. And so she has little like hard turds and stuff. So Stephen thinks that because he had, she had like, he had changed her and she had pooped somewhat like in like the last hour, like before she went to take her bath or something. Cause we, she had like just gotten out of the bathroom changing her when this happened. Um, so like it must have like rolled out of the diaper and onto the bed and he like didn't notice. Stephen felt horrible, like felt so bad. Um, but it was so funny. So that one is a one out of 10 because it was so funny. And if it had literally been any other humans poop, I would have probably just started vomiting and been like horrified and it would have been a zero. But since it was my baby's poop, like, you know, like it was fucking gross and horrible. I never want to happen again. But also like she's pooped on me a lot. Like, it's just not that dramatic. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't a traumatic situation. So it's a one out of 10, but that was a horrible, bad smell straight up in my nose. <laughs> okay. So now let me get to the zero out of 10. Um, and this one is, I feel like grosser somehow. Okay. Oh, who's at work this last week? Um, so I come into work, um, and I'm looking for the, uh, we have like a butane torch. I forget what I even needed it for, but I was looking for it, um, needed to like unmold something or something. Um, I can't find it. And then I realize, oh, it's fallen back behind my table. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I like have all my shit out on the table. And so I like, I like grab it by the little like the neck. um, Because it, it's like, it's like a little like butane tank, like the fat part. And then there's the thin like neck that the torch comes out of. I don't know if this makes sense that I'm describing. It yeah, only yeah. matters because the part that I grabbed wasn't touching the ground. But the fat butane tank part was. So I pick it up. I set it on the table. I'm like starting to I keep doing my work and then i'm just like something smells like shit Hmm. um and i'm there by myself also and i always i i probably wasn't wearing a mask yet yeah i wasn't wearing a mask because no one was there um Oh, it smells like shit. And then I'm like, oh, maybe this torch. I'm like, is this the torch? Cause that's like what I just put on the table. So then I pick it up and I like sniff it, like again, right up okay. in my face. And I'm like, you think I would learn my lesson. And it smells like fucking death. This smells like a dead body. This smells oh, God. so bad. I'm immediately like, uh, like they feel uh. like I'm going to vomit, like gagging. And then mm. I look behind the table where the torch had fallen and there was a fucking dead rat. The the torch had fallen <sighs> on, and I just straight up smelled something that had been sitting on a dead animal. <laughs>
0: oh my god, dude, that's horrible. That
1: was a zero out of ten. I'm like, I'm gonna get a parasite. So far, no a parasite. This was a few days ago. That's I'm so like, scary. I'm gonna die. This is horrible. I like I did consider like huffing bleach for a second because I was so like <laughs> repulsed by it's a what clean. <laughs> Yeah, like to clean oh. out the system. Then I'm like, you know what? That's probably gonna not be good for me, actually. So I won't. Um, so that was, um, that was fucking terrible. That's horrible. That fucking I'm so terrible. Sorry. And then I had to clean up a dead rat, and I like started started work late. Um, it was fucking disgusting because we thought we had like basically we had what they realized is like they had been trapping rats, and then they realized they were living in the walls. So then they blocked up all the holes. They po- put poison in the ceiling they put poison ra- poison out because they'd been doing the traps but then it was like okay they're in the walls like they're not getting the traps we need to actually poison these fuckers and then we had not seen rats for like two weeks they were like totally gone like they had called professionals we got it all taken care of so I was like really not expecting this and it was like clearly and like this rat was like when I did clean it up this again trigger warning <laughs> disgusting um, it looked like slightly deflated because it was like this kind of poison like desiccates them um, and so it was just like a slightly deflated rat, and it was just like, ugh, it was so fucking gross. Though I was so shocked. Um, so now we're back on like uh, finding where the fuck, all, where the new rat, where the new rat hole is. How they're getting in because we thought we were done with it.
0: Yikes, dude. yikes.
1: yeah, that's and it just sad. sucks to be because I'm the first person that shows up to work all the time as I've talked about. So, like if there's going to be a rat sighting, it is by me while I am alone <laughs> in the fucking restaurant. Um, this is why there's a hiring crisis.
0: That's not there's no job.
1: <laughs> that's worth that. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it was so <laughs> gross. But yeah, so I would say overall, bad smells right up in your nose. Um, That's a zero out of ten in general. Sometimes you luck out and it's a one because it's funny, but it's pretty much a zero every time. Damn. Damn. Yeah. And then you just, like, don't feel clean for so yeah. long after that. I, like, washed my hands, like, ten different... Like, I did not at any point actually touch the dead rat. Like, you know, I, like, used to broom and a dustpan to get it up threw it into a garbage bag bagged it threw it into another garbage bag double bagged it (laughs) um and carried it out to the dumpster and stuff but and then like used a mop to like bleach the area and stuff you know did the whole deep cleaning that you have to do when such a thing is found um but I was never actually touching anything with my hands and I like wore gloves and stuff and I still just like washed my hands like eight times after that because I just like couldn't deal with it just every time yeah. I thought about it, I would go wash my hands.
0: That's so gross. Yeah, I I don't know what to say. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yuck time. Well, can we end on that, or do we should we have a do we have a a mint to give the
1: audience? Okay. Oh, you know what? Or right, let me. I have I have a possible I have a possible mint, which is I have a flan update. Oh okay. Um, which is that I made a fuck it. I feel like I've solved my flan recipe problem of not having a good flan recipe, and I now have an amazing recipe, and I'm really excited about it. Nice. Um, which is, and I, I think I posted, did I post a picture? I think I posted about it on our Instagram page. Yeah, you did. You did. But, um, because I don't know if you are aware, but I think in general, at least from recipes that I've seen, most Mexican flan uses sweetened condensed milk in it, whereas like Spanish flan I usually see with just like milk or half and half mm-hmm. um, and like added sugar. Um, so I wanted to do a more Mexican style flan. And I was like, have you ever made dulce de leche?
0: Um, no, I know it's just sweetened condensed milk like heated. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, you just
1: boil the can. Um, Mm -hmm. You need to make sure it's totally covered with water the whole time or it will explode. But you just boil a can for three hours. Um, so I was like, "Oh, I bet I can just boil. I can make dulce de leche and then use that instead of sweetened condensed milk in it."
0: Ooh, nice. Um,
1: so I used, so I made dulce de leche out of a can of sweetened condensed milk, and then I also it's sweetened condensed milk and half and half in the recipe that I'm using. Ooh. And so with the half and half, I brought that to a boil with some lemon peel, orange peel, and a cinnamon stick. Let it steep for an hour, and then, uh, and then uh, poured it through a sieve get this stuff out, I made Dulce de Leche and then those were the two dairies that I used to Ooh. make the flan. And it was really fucking good. It that was really good. fucking good. Really excited. I'm no longer worried about my famous flan. 10 out of 10 to this Dulce de Leche flan. Highly recommend um, everyone attempting to do that at some point.
0: It does make me want to call you Fran. Fran's famous <laughs> flan. Fran's flan. <laughs> Fran's
1: flan. Fran's flan sounds British to me. I feel like <laughs> it they would sense. pronounce they would pronounce flan as flan I'm sure they would Mm -hmm. I still yeah I'm sorry I just because I was editing our podcast last night and like was rehearing you say that you don't like flan and I'm just I'm sorry (laughs) I'm like I just need I need to make you this flan that I've just made the next time we hang out
0: I do love Dulce de Leche I feel like it sounds really good so I bet I would like it you would you would like it
1: (sighs) do you have any do you have a brief okay wait I want to hear because you were talking about your your seas thing so maybe we can end on you just telling me what kind of seas chocolates you got and then rate them
0: oh my gosh I would love to okay let me tell everyone milk Bordeaux Mm -hmm. if you are sleeping milk Bordeaux Mm -mm. milk Bordeaux is a 10 out of 10
1: yeah yeah it is
0: it's so good Mm -hmm. I got to a point in the box and I was just like and the rest milk Bordeaux yes Yes.
1: So, good. <laughs> so beautiful.
0: Oh, I feel so fat. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm sorry. Okay.
1: Yeah. Who cares?
0: Um. Also, I was like, it's been so long as I've been inside the sea's candy. I didn't realize you could put like you could put fudge in your box. Like, mm. they could, like had like vanilla walnut, just like fudge, just like a piece of fudge. Beautiful, beautiful. Like, That's Just
1: like awesome. You talking about Cs is like bringing back to me the beautiful smell of walking into a Cs candy store. That's a ten out yeah. of ten.
0: amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And what else? Um, oh, milk chocolate raisins, I'm sorry, milk chocolate raisins okay, C's. they're really good.
1: I have a, I'm having a hard time with that, but okay, they're
0: very good. They're very chocolatey. Okay. Also, I enjoy the um they have like peanut brittle but like covered Mm. in chocolate, that's nice too. I love peanut brittle.
1: I've had their peanut brittle, but not covered in chocolate. That sounds really good. Yeah.
0: Did I have any other? I love, I mean, Scotch Mallow, that's a classic. I enjoy Mm -hmm. Scotch Mallow. Mm -hmm. And then there's one called like a butter, butter chew or something. It's like,
1: Mm. it's like buttery. (laughs) That sounds (laughs) delightful. That sounds perfect and delightful yeah you know what else is perfect and delightful so i think we have mentioned on the podcast how we used to go to mcdonald's all the time after high school but then i remember sometimes when we were like having extra time we would also just go drive the 10 minutes to the mall to be able to go to C's and i would always get bordeaux bars and you would get different chocolates yep this
0: was a period of time that was the best time i gained a lot
1: <laughs> Dude, but it, it was, was great beautiful to be a teen,
0: it was, and honestly, I love hanging out with
1: you after school, so that nice. was that the good time the good old days Oh good times, mm-hmm. good times. I would love to go to a McDonald's and to seize candy with you sometime sometimes next time we hang out, we have to one eat flan and have that, and then we also need to go to McDonald's and seize candy. That sounds perfect. the perfect ten out of ten day, uh.
0: Oh, that sound means my oven's preheated i'm gonna make a frozen bagel in the
1: oven oh yeah beautiful. beautiful well then this is a perfect time for us to end um on our perfect 10 sees candy experiences um but yeah thank you for recording thank you our reviewers for listening yeah kind of tend to you hit us up at Fran and Emma Pod at gmail.com. Hit us up at the review crew pod on Instagram. Send us texts. Send us everything. <laughs> Respond to our Spotify questions. Rate, review and subscribe. It's
0: so fun. I love doing the podcast.
1: I love it's doing so the fun. podcast with you. I know. It's the best time. It's the best time. I was, yeah, I, reviewers, I was recently leaving Emma a Voice Note and was just realizing that, like, I was talking about how basically we'd be doing this podcast forever. And I'm just <laughs> like, and I do want to do that like yeah. this is what we're gonna do that even if we never have more than the 40 <laughs> listeners we've had since we started like I want to do this until I'm dead perfect sounds yeah. good Because <laughs> <laughs> you are my perfect 10 it's a perfect 10 potting with you You are actually a perfect 10 though. Like you would literally have gone to seize candy and gotten a box and then shared it with everyone at the table, including strangers, including (laughs) strangers. (laughs) I would have gotten a cheap, a cheap bag probably to share with people, but then like a special box for (laughs) myself in the purse that I didn't tell anyone about. That's good. You have to have an illusion, an illusion (laughs) of sharing, but a secret (laughs) stash for yourself.
0: (laughs) Uh, But I like...
1: You live a you live a more radically honest life. So you see, for me, this is this is me cultivating an air of mystery is to have a secret stash for myself while I share with others some garbage. And then <laughs> but you're living in radical honesty and you're like, no, this is just for me. <laughs> and I love it. Oh
0: yes. Okay. All right. Talk Take to care. You. Okay. Bye. bye.